0: Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and you're listening to the Catechism in a Year podcast, where we encounter God's plan of sheer goodness for us, revealed in Scripture and passed down through the tradition of the Catholic faith. The Catechism in a Year is brought to you by Ascension. In 365 days, we'll read through the Catechism of the Catholic Church, discovering our identity in God's family as we journey together toward our heavenly home. This is day 240. We're reading paragraphs 1790 to 1802. Is a little bit of nuggets in there today. As always, I'm using the Ascension edition of the Catechism, which includes the Foundations of Faith approach, but you can follow along along with any recent version of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. You can also download your own Catechism in a Year reading plan by visiting ascensionpress.com C-I-Y. And you can click follow or subscribe in your podcast app for daily updates and daily notifications. Today's day 240. I just want to have a quick thank you for all those who have supported the production of this podcast with your prayers, your financial gifts. Literally, literally, we couldn't do this without you. We couldn't get to day 240, that's for sure. Reading paragraphs, as I said, 1790 to 1802, what we're talking about today is an erroneous judgment. We always must obey the certain judgment of our conscience. If we were to deliberately act against it, we condemn ourselves. Okay, so that's the key though. We have to always obey the certain judgment of our conscience. If I knew something would be the wrong thing to do, I was completely convinced of this. I knew it would be the wrong thing to do. And if I deliberately acted against that, I would be condemning myself. And yet it can happen that the moral conscience remains in ignorance and makes erroneous judgments. Because we're talking about that today, let us open ourselves to the Holy Spirit and call upon God, our Father, in Jesus' name, to send that spirit among us. Let's pray now. Father in heaven, we give you praise. We give you glory. We ask you to please open our minds so that we can truly apprehend the truth. We can truly apprehend the good, the beautiful and give us hearts that are in wills that are strong and courageous that can actually choose what we know is true and refuse to do what we know is evil. Help us always to turn away from evil, even in small ways, Lord God. There are some things that are obviously evil, some things that are that we would say are beyond the pale. We would never choose those. Lord, we ask you to please help us to choose against those when they're small. Help us to choose against those when they're little. Help us to choose against those when we just tolerate evil in our lives. Help us to not tolerate evil in our lives. The evil that we not only tolerate, but sometimes we delight in. Help us to never do that. Help us to delight in you. Help us to delight in virtue. Help us to delight in truth and goodness and beauty. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. It is day 240. We are reading paragraphs 1790 to 1802. Erroneous Judgment A human being must always obey the certain judgment of his conscience. If he were deliberately to act against it, he would condemn himself. Yet, it can happen that moral conscience remains in ignorance and makes erroneous judgments about acts to be performed or already committed. This ignorance can often be imputed to personal responsibility. This is the case when a man takes little trouble to find out what is true and good, or when conscience is by degrees almost blinded through the habit of committing sin. In such cases, the person is culpable for the evil he commits. Ignorance of Christ and his gospel, bad example given to others, enslavement to one's passions, assertion of a mistaken notion of autonomy of conscience, rejection of the church's authority and her teaching, lack of conversion, and of charity, these can be at the source of errors of judgment in moral conduct. If, on the contrary, the ignorance is invincible, or the moral subject is not responsible for his erroneous judgment, the evil committed by the person cannot be imputed to him. It remains no less an evil, a privation, a disorder. One must, therefore, work to correct the errors of moral conscience." A good and pure conscience is enlightened by true faith, for charity proceeds at the same time from a pure heart and a good conscience and sincere faith. As Gaudium et Spes states, the more a correct conscience prevails, the more do persons and groups turn aside from blind choice and try to be guided by objective standards of moral conduct. In brief, conscience is man's most secret core and a sanctuary there he is alone with god whose voice echoes in his depths conscience is a judgment of reason by which the human person recognizes the moral quality of a concrete act for the man who has committed evil the verdict of his conscience remains a pledge of conversion and of hope a well-formed conscience is upright and truthful it formulates its judgments according to reason in conformity with the true good willed by the wisdom of the creator Everyone must avail himself of the means to form his conscience. Faced with a moral choice, conscience can make either a right judgment in accordance with reason and the divine law, or, on the contrary, an erroneous judgment that departs from them. A human being must always obey the certain judgment of his conscience. Conscience can remain in ignorance or make erroneous judgments. Such ignorance and errors are not always free of guilt. The Word of God is a light for our path. We must assimilate it in faith and prayer and put it into practice. This is how moral conscience is formed. All right, (laughs) there it is, erroneous judgment. So a couple assertions and a couple dangers, right? We're looking at this first paragraph, 1790. It says this, as we said at the very intro, a human being must always obey the certain judgment of his conscience. So if I know something is true, right, if I know something is wrong, if I know something is good and know something is evil, I have to. That's certain judgment. I know this to be true. If I were to deliberately act against it, I would condemn myself, right, because I would be doing what I knew was false. We mentioned this yesterday. That person I mentioned who had looked at it, he examined his own life, and he realized that the majority of what he would say in the course of a daily basis was not true. He did not truly believe this. And he realized that in doing that, he is making himself weaker. Because he was saying things he didn't even believe. He was condemning himself, right? He was speaking against what he knew was true already. At the same time, it says this, yet it can happen that moral conscience remains in ignorance and makes erroneous judgment about acts to be performed or already committed. So we recognize that we have to follow the certain judgment of our conscience. At the same time, our moral conscience can remain in ignorance. We can make erroneous judgments. Therefore, this ignorance, if we don't know the true, the good, the beautiful, that can be imputed to one's personal responsibility. It actually could be the case that, yeah, I didn't know that, but I had every opportunity to know it. I didn't know that, but it was my job to know it. Maybe I've shared this example before one of our students at one point got pulled over for speeding, essentially. And the officer said, you know, this is a 30 mile an hour zone. And she said, but I didn't know it was 30 miles an hour. And the the reality, of course, is if you're driving, it's your job to know. If you're driving, it's your job to know the speed limit. And that's why the catechism quotes Gaudium et Spez and says, this is the case. You know, it's our, our fault. If I'm ignorant and it's my fault, it says, this can be the case when a person takes little trouble to find out what is true and good. (laughs) <laughs> think about that. Think about us, man. How many times like I think yeah, that's fine. I'm sure that's fine And have I ever thought about it? Remember yesterday's big question like well, I think this is good I think this is bad. Okay. Give me a reason What's the reason why you think this is good? What's the reason why you think this is bad? Like I don't know I just that's what people say, right? That's what our culture says. That's what I want to be true and our ignorance can be our fault when we take little trouble to find out what is true and good, or it says this, this I don't want to say it's even worse, but it's also the case, or when conscience is by degrees almost blinded through the habit of committing sin. We realize that sin can make us blind, right? Sin can make us deaf, sin can make us numb. In fact, I remember someone, the preacher, who once said something along the lines, he highlighted the fact that some people were saying, oh, you know, um, sin pricked my conscience. And this man said, actually, that doesn't happen sin doesn't prick your conscience. Sin deadens your conscience. As it says here, sin can blind our conscience. Sin can deafen our conscience. He said, God pricks your conscience. God is the one who helps us see. God is the one who helps us hear. God is the one who who wakens us up. Sin blinds, deafens, and numbs our conscience. And if this is the case, if I've taken little trouble to find out what is true and good, or when by degrees my conscience is almost blinded to the habit of committing sin, then I'm culpable for the evil I commit because it was my job to know. I'm alive. I'm a human being. I'm a rational human being. I'm a rational being made in God's image and likeness. It's my job to find out what the truth, the good, and the beautiful is. And if I choose against the truth, the good, and the beautiful, if I choose the ugly, if I choose the evil, and I become blinded, that's my fault. Now, some other things that can be at the heart of our errors of judgment the things that can be at the heart of of our malformed conscience is in paragraph 1792. It says, ignorance of Christ and his gospel. Those are some of the things that just, yeah, I didn't know that was the true, the good, and the beautiful. I didn't know that was the right thing to do. Others, bad example given by others. I surround myself by people who, or even I've never even had choice, right? Maybe it was the people I was raised by. Maybe it was the people I just kind of happened to fall in with. It wasn't even, again, my decision. It just happened to be there. But the bad example given by others, that can be a source of errors of judgment enslavement to one's passions Remember, we talked about the passions before right those passions are meant to be the driver right the engine in us it gives us the fuel to reach out to the true the good and the beautiful but so often the passions aren't merely that that fuel the passions are the thing we choose the thing we follow as opposed to being guided by our intellect and moved by our will we're just moved by those desires and we can become enslaved to those things there's the next one it says assertion of a mistaken notion of autonomy of conscience meaning i don't need any guidance I can figure it out myself. I don't need to be taught. I don't need to be formed. I think this is the case. Therefore, it is the case. The next one is connected to it. Rejection of the church's authority and her teaching. That can be a source of my error and judgment. The last one here is lack of conversion and charity. Lack of conversion and lack of love that I haven't actually been conformed to even wanting to be like Jesus. Or maybe I just lack love. Remember what love is? Love is willing the good of the other. And maybe I I know the good, I know the true, I know the beautiful. I just don't care, right? I, I have a lack of love. And therefore, yeah, this is at the source of maybe my error of judgment and moral conduct. Now, last thing, there are times where our ignorance is invincible. Yep, I didn't know that. In knowing my story, there's no way I could have known that. There's no way I should have known that. So my ignorance is what they call invincible. Or, you know, I'm not responsible for my erroneous judgment. For whatever reason, my culpability, right? My culpability has been mitigated, maybe even eradicated. Now, at the same time, it says this judgment remains no less an evil. It's still a privation. It's still a disorder. And I have to therefore work to correct that. I have to continue to go about the process of formation of my conscience. Therefore, no one's off the hook. Even if my ignorance is invincible, even if there are things in my life that are happening that that make it so my guilt, my culpability, right, has been mitigated, all of us are called to become virtuous. Not because this is a straitjacket, but because we're called to be free. Remember, virtue is a call, an invitation to To be free, to have a formed conscience is an invitation to be free, to be strong, to be courageous, to be powerful in this world, as strong as possible in this world. That's what virtue is. It is not a straitjacket that binds us. It is the power, remember freedom, it is the power to do what we ought. And to have that power, think about this, imagine your life like this. If you had the power to do what you ought, how incredibly free you would feel. Like we mentioned yesterday, you wouldn't be afraid. If you have the power to do what you ought, you would have joy. And that's what God wants for us. That's what the church wants for us when we talk about this erroneous judgment. Yes, we have to always obey the certain judgment of our conscience. And yet we have to make sure that that conscience has been and is being formed. That is the great invitation that the church puts out to us tomorrow. I mentioned the word virtues about a thousand times today. Well, tomorrow we're going to talk about article seven, which is beginning to talk about the virtues, which is just you guys. I'm telling you right now, you're gonna love it. (laughs) Until then, I'm praying for you. Please pray for me. My name is Father Mike. I cannot wait to see you tomorrow. God bless.